It's 534 on Rock 102. Highs in the 50s today after 60s yesterday. Rain likely this afternoon. Heavy wind advisory in effect from 7 p.m. tonight to 5 a.m. tomorrow. We got uh, we got a hell of a show today. Uh, in fact, Steve's finest, uh, greatest actor. Your That's- favorite. Clam chowder. Yes, Rob Morrow will be joining us from uh, from Billions and uh, Northern Exposure, a bunch of other stuff that he's been in. So we'll be talking to him about all that stuff. Also, Scott Cohen on the phone again. Yeah, because I don't know. Why, why come in for a brand new morning show? <laughs> you know, be in person for it. He wants to wait <laughs> until it's third week, and then he'll... Well, racist with his with his presence. Like he's done in the past with all the other hosting jobs he's had here. All right, you know what? Let me see how this works out before I actually make an appearance in the studio. Yeah, we're not as big as duck yeah. pin bowling, apparently. Yeah. So. This, this show could be off the air by Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got another mass hat to celebrate today. And uh, also, I opened up a can of worms with the hot mom discussion mm-hmm. that we talked about last week. And I brought yeah. it Brought in a photo of my mom back when I was a teenager. And so I know, you know, I may have opened up a huge can of worms with that, but so be it. It's 536 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 and Bruce Springsteen Rock 102. It's back Steve and Dave. Spring was here yesterday. A little bit left today. Highs in the 50s. Rain likely this afternoon. We're going to have some heavy winds in effect from 7 p.m. tonight to 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump. Is uh, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. And the Batman crossed it at the box office this weekend, making $128.5 million in its first three days. Even though they jacked the price of the ticket up to 20 bucks at AMC theaters across the country. And Maybe that had something to do with it. And if your Cineplex has 10 theaters and you've shown it in seven of them, mm-hmm. then you have a pretty good chance of being the, a, a blockbuster. Here we go again with these. Uh, these now, it's, now it's since the pandemic. This is going to be our new stat. That's the second largest opening since the pandemic started behind Spider-Man No Way Home, which had a $260 million uh, debut back in December. So far, they're the only two movies to debut with over $100 million since December of 2019. Is that including, like, the streaming stuff, too? Like, they don't mention that. I don't think so. I, yeah, I think it's a separate yeah. stat. Well, well what, there was a couple of movies that came out, <clears throat> you know, exclusively on platforms. Right. So they probably don't include those numbers, you know, if you're buying. There was one movie, I think it was like a Trolls movie for the kids I bought, uh, like, a couple of years ago. Right. So I don't know, and that was only exclusively on a streaming service. So I'm not sure. It's a good how question. I really, I honestly don't yeah. know. The uh, Batman made another 120 million dollars overseas, giving it a worldwide total of 248 and a half million dollars. So an interview with Bill Murray said he was offered a role as Batman one time. Could you imagine Bill Murray as Batman? I couldn't imagine Michael Keaton as Batman, yeah. but he uh, he pulled it off somehow. I can't really imagine, uh, like, uh, say, like. George Clooney is Batman. Right. Too pretty. Yeah, that was a bad choice, mm-hmm. George Clooney. Well, he was the hot actor at the time. You know what I mean? But if you go back and look at that movie, that's that's very uh, cheesy in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, they have uh, they don't have the zing, peng, poom, but they have the... <laughs> there was a scene where him and uh, Chris O'Donnell, who mm-hmm. played Robin, yes. right. were like crawling up on the shore of this thing, and, and Chris O'Donnell says, Holy rusty steel, Batman. Yeah, so and they made it goes, a, t- it's a weak attempt at trying to well, re- recapture the glory of the TV show. 
Well, that's that's the thing, though. Yeah. It was everybody loved Adam yeah. West. Mm-hmm. Courtney Cox. <laughs> Courtney. Courtney. What a funny name. Says her <laughs> dancing in uh, Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark video was pathetic. And that she uh, that she probably only booked the role because they wanted a fan that just couldn't believe it instead of a professional dancer. She just got picked out of the crowd for that. So she wasn't like hired for it. I don't even remember. I mean, I remember the vid- I remember her dancing, but I don't remember how bad it was. Yeah, right there well, in the front row. Not as bad as Elaine. She, was it like but, a dry heave yeah. set to music. No, she she was she auditioned for the part. Gotcha. But she, you know, she's just saying I can't believe they picked me out of all these other professional people that were there. She was just a. You know, young kid. And then she would go on to dancing in a fountain. Yeah. Like every week for like 11 years. Mm -hmm. She says she gets a little embarrassed because I do feel like when I watch the video, I mean, God, did you see my dance? It was pathetic. I'm not a bad dancer, but that was horrible. I was so nervous. How many millions of dollars have you made since then? Do you really care about that one little thing that you did? It takes one person to ask the question, Steve. But it it also, you know, kind of made her recognizable to a lot of people, too. I don't know about that, but... I knew, hey, Did I you? knew who she was yeah. when uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe <laughs> came out with Dolph Lundgren and Courtney Cox was in it. Good point. The live action version. And oh. thank God she had all those like lip injections and fillers and Botox things in her face. And oh. she, I think she took them away, and which al- is good. It always makes you look prettier to do oh, that. Oh my God, horrifying. But, she, but to her credit, she got rid of them all. She's gone back to her natural look now, which is good. Papa John's is currently hiring professional baseball players who aren't playing due to the MLB lockout. Damn you! Atlanta Braves players Dansby Swanson and uh, Jock Peterson already took up the offer and did a shift at a Georgia location. Cross that one off my sports list. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Cross that off? No, I'm just kidding. That for later. Yeah, Yeah. different audiences listen to different times. You can talk about this all morning long. I'm kidding. Uh, Papa John said in uh, in a tweet, quote, Are you a pro ball player with too much free time during a prolonged offseason? If your team isn't doing much lately, why not join ours? Papa John's would be the last place I'd go work. <laughs> I only had something with flavor. You know what I mean? Like a, like a Domino's. <laughs> You're comparing it to a Domino's? That's tough. That's tough. Actually, I prefer, I, I never used to get Domino's until I would go visit my mother's house because it was the only place that would deliver past 6 p.m. in a retirement community. <laughs> and uh, the wings are really good from Domino's. Sure. As far as junky pizza and wings goes, I would prefer that over Papa John's. See, I would rely on Domino's simply because all I had was six bucks. Mm -hmm. And you you could get a pizza delivered to your house for six bucks. That was worth it. I would have been a Little Caesars guy myself. It's a good one, too. Mm -hmm. I haven't had Little Caesars in a while. They they had one in Westfield. I'm like, I'm going to go to that one. And by the time I decided to go to it, it had closed. There's there's got to be another one around here somewhere. I'm sure there is. We still have the commercials. Uh, we'll put your talents to ca- use catching orders, taking a swing at pizza making, and delivering the goods like you always have. You'll even get a new uniform, so join our team roster and apply today. You know, this is clearly a publicity stunt, but, you know, these guys are not, I don't think these guys are doing it for the money. I don't know. What's the, what's the starting wage over there? I know they they're, they're, they jacked up the wages at Target recently. We read that story. Twenty four bucks right? an hour. Yeah, depending on where you are, it's going to be you know probably around here. What is twenty four around here? But if you go down south, you know it's only like eighteen nineteen bucks. Yeah, no getting around that minimum wage. Uh, let's see. Uh, Disney Plus is rolling out a cheaper subscription tier later this year that'll be uh, ad supported. In other words, it'll be cheaper, but you'll have to watch commercials. 
Because that's what I wanted to do, was watch commercials. The whole reason why I'm paying for something on the side. Yeah, but that's the reason why I don't pay for the premium service on Hulu, too. That's true, too. You know, we're going to talk about inflation and prices and different subscription things coming up. And yeah. then you can also go back and listen to this on the podcast uh, later on. Okay. But uh, I'm telling you, jacking the price up of everything, it's not good. Well, this show is still free. For now. For now until, uh, you I think, know. I think it all comes with a cost. <laughs> it absolutely does. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. is The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is 6 a.m. Highs in the 50s today. Rain likely this afternoon. Heavy wind advisory will be in effect from 7 p.m. tonight to 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. We're back into the 40s tomorrow and Wednesday. The weather brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Starting with hockey. Springfield Thunderbirds losing to Providence 5-1 Saturday night, but Mass Mutual was sold out. I was there for Pink in the Rink to benefit Rays of Hope. And good news, one of the star players re-signing with the team, Tommy Cross, the defenseman and captain of the team and uh, sort of a member of our broadcast team here, re-signing for another year with the T-Birds. Good news there. NHL Bruins hosting the LA Kings tonight at 7. You can hear it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Basketball Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets 126-120. Jason Tatum had 54 for Boston. That's his fourth 50-plus game. That ties Larry Bird all-time on the Celtics list for 50-plus games. And UMass basketball coach Tori Verdi celebrating with the Minute Women after they won their first ever Atlantic 10 tournament yesterday. They finished their regular season at 26-6 and and received an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. Golf, Scotty Scheffler was the winner of the Arnold Palmer Bay Hill Invitational in Florida this week, the Players' Championship with that damned island green at TPC Sawgrass. And in baseball, more meetings set for today to consider a new proposal the Major League Baseball Players Association has given to the owners for consideration. Yesterday, a 95-minute meeting went nowhere. Speaking of time, Major League Baseball wants to institute a 14-second pitch clock. That would occur with the bases empty and a 19-second timer with runners on base. Players seem to be split on the idea. Pitcher Max Scherzer doesn't like it, thinks it messes with the fabric of the game. While another former pitcher, CC Sabathia, saying on a podcast yesterday, quote, have you been watching the effing games? That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, a big New England sports figure is getting married. Bax has the details next in his view from the couch on Rock 102. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, great news, everybody. Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, has gotten past the humiliation of that 47-17 point blowout of the AFC wildcard game against the Buffalo Bills. And he has chosen to go on with his life. And why not? It's worth approximately $7 billion. The man can do whatever the man feels like doing. And right now, that thing that Robert Kraft feels like doing is marrying a doctor. You know, for the financial stability. Over the weekend, People Magazine, which is a very reputable source for in-depth sports information, reported that Robert Kraft is engaged. 
to a woman. Not just a woman. She's a doctor. Dr. Dana Bloomberg, an obstetrician who apparently is no longer in active practice. I can't tell you why. All I can tell you is if Mr. Kraft's mother were alive today, she'd be thrilled. Because who wouldn't be? Of course, there might be some who might be put off by the fact that Robert Kraft, who is 80 years old, is marrying a woman who's only 47. But I say that's really nobody's business but their own. I'm sure they've got plenty in common, like an educated understanding of all its various medical needs. Perhaps they can spend time romantically filling pill boxes together. Been 11 years since the passing of his late wife, Myrna, in 2011. Whatever makes him happy, I am A-OK with. In fact, my question really is, where does a billionaire and his medically trained fiance go for the bridal registry? CVS, Walgreens, a medical supply store? There's also that little thing that happened three years ago at the Orchids of Asia Day Spa. I certainly don't want to be the one that spills the beans on that because I'm pretty sure he didn't include those details on his Bumble profile. Either way, it's nice to see that Mr. Kraft is happy. I just hope I get an invitation and that there's an open bar. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Peyton Primer All-in-One, does it really work? You bet it does. It's called Clark and Kensington, the house brand paint at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Clark and Kensington delivers the Peyton Primer All-in-One promise. Good people, rock solid service at Clark and Kensington paint at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 610. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. We should have all done it at the same time, and then it would have sounded really cool. That would have been sad. That would have been awesome, Steve. Highs in the 50s today with rain likely this afternoon. Heavy wind advisory in effect from 7 tonight to 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, I got an email from uh, from Netflix over the weekend because, you know, they love sending me personal notes on a Saturday. Well, you're their, you're their yeah. preferred customer. It tells me uh, my membership has now gone up from thirteen ninety nine to fifteen forty nine. Ooh, wow! What are what they uh, What are they giving you for the uh, price increase? Uh, it doesn't say. You get, it like just a tote, says, get a tote bag or a, like a shirt. Uh, no, you're uh, you're not getting jack squat. It just says we we want to bring you better content. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure, you will. Uh, it's just it's another one of these things, and I don't know if that's because they know that everybody's sharing these passwords anyway. So you might as well just jack the price up so you can cover the cost of somebody who wasn't getting it. You know, let's just say it's sixteen bucks, eight bucks a month for the other person that's using your account. I think that's uh, maybe what they're thinking, but it's ridiculous. Fifteen forty nine. And how much is that increase? What is that exactly? I don't know what the percentage increase. Well, no, no, is. just the amount. Uh, like what? How it's much? It's a dollar. It's a dollar fifty. Okay. Yeah. It's it, it's it's not. No, but you're but you're working on a fixed income. You can't be just you know coughing up a buck fifty every month. It's not even about being on the fixed income. It's like how much are you? Ex- you know, Amazon Prime went up. All of these services have gone up. You know, I remember paying nine ninety nine a month for Netflix mm-hmm. way back when, uh, like ten years ago. So in the, it's increased by at least fifty percent over the last ten years. How much higher is it going to go? Well, uh, you know, Steve, it's a complicated world out there. Supply and demand. You got a war going on. There's all kinds of issues that are contributing to the fact that we're all getting jacked. And the okay. only way to get through it is to strap your hands around those ankles and take what's coming to you. 
I don't think uh, the war in Ukraine has anything to do with the price of Netflix jumping up by a dollar. Everything is connected to everything. Yes. Supply chain <sighs> issues causing problems online. Okay. Yeah, we get uh, we gas prices are uh, now over four dollars, but mm-hmm. that's that's a mixed bag of things of why that's high right now. Uh, you know, I, I heard something when I was waiting in line at the grocery store over the weekend about gas prices. Apparently, they're allowed to jack them officially twice per day. Did you know that? So, I, no, I, so, I don't know how they do that. No, it's yeah. they are allowed. Uh, a price increase every twelve hours. I gotta tell you, they're and they're gonna do it. I mean, they're gonna do it twice yeah. a day f- until you know who knows when. I mean, so, I, I couldn't uh, sit there and jack things twice a day. That'd right? be a, that'd be a exhausting. I, the thing I never understood about that whole thing: you've already purchased X amount of gallons of fuel. Mm-hmm. So, are you raising the prices on the stuff you already have, or are you raising the prices in anticipation <clears throat> for the stuff you're going to get? Well, like anything that happens in commodity market uh, yeah. in market economies. Everything is about speculation. Now, the the, the country has mm. oil reserves that are very, very deep. Right. So, I mean, we could go into those oil reserves, but we talk about this every single time that the prices, you know, jack up real high. Like the last time it was at $4 a gallon. So when was that? 2008, 2009? Mm. Yeah, or that it was, was like 20. Back 10, during the 20, big short. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. right. Exactly. But we don't. We don't go into those reserves because we're saving that for an emergency. Mm-hmm. Now, if let's say you're a person who drives for a living, mm-hmm. like that's your job is to be on the road, mm-hmm. then paying $4 a gallon is an emergency, no matter how you look at it. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we got a little spoiled that we were at dollar fifty for almost four years. And I think there was, uh, no, it wasn't $1.50 for almost four well, years. Two, I mean, the price was $2 a gallon for But it was years. almost three, and then it dropped. We've been in the beginning of a pandemic. The Saudis pumped up all this oil. They overproduced. Right. And then, of course, everybody stayed home, so then that drove the price way down. Right. Because there's nobody using it. Sure. And commodities yeah. trading is basically like gambling. You're basically gambling on what you think the price will be. Now, in spring, typically the price goes up anyway. Right. So if you're going to, if you're trading and you're gambling on uh, speculating what that price is going to be, then that speculation will either drive up the price or let mm-hmm. it sink into the ground. Now, frankly, the reality is how many of us can really afford $4 a gallon for a long period of time? I would think a lot of us after a period of time would say, I'm going to be forced to do something rash, like take public transportation. Well, when uh, when when oil was down to like thirty dollars a barrel, I went and uh, just invested a bunch of money in oil companies and, and things like that. And you know what? The price can keep going up because cha-ching, paying off now, brother, paying off now. Hey, a lot of it has to do with the weight of the vehicle, too. And if you lose weight yourself, you're doing yourself a favor. And my son was doing something for a while called hypermiling. Are you aware of this? No. Where you don't fill up the gas tank every time. You only fill it like a third of the way. And so you get better gas mileage because the car isn't as heavy while you're driving around. It's so much he, like a like a like an airplane, right? Like how they figure out how many miles they exactly can go with yeah. the weight of the plane. Yeah. Of course, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm spending so much in gas and in Netflix that I'm going to have to start skipping meals to save a buck. So maybe, again, when I say everything is connected, now we have a solution. There you, you go. You want to save money on your t- on, on gas? Maybe do some intermittent fasting in between 
commutes. Or next time the price drops way low, put some money into it. It could uh, help you out when the price goes back up. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of uh, which services to get online, do you ever get to the point where you have to decide between Hulu and Netflix and Prime and whatever else you have, Disney Plus in your case? Do you, do you ever get to that point where you've had you have too many and you got to drop one yeah, just because the, the, the thing that bothers me the most about mm-hmm. it is that there's always another show that somebody's right. suggesting me to watch and they're like Oh, you got to watch Yellowstone. Well, what's what's that on Hulu? No, it's on Paramount. Yeah, it's I'm on, like, I'm not buying another subscription for no. a month just to watch one TV show. I, I did it. I got Apple just so I could watch Ted Lasso, and it was worth it. But and, now I'm stuck. I don't like anything else on Apple. See, so. but, I, but I bought a phone last year, <laughs> yeah. so I had one full year of Apple of Apple Plus. Right. Mm. I'm going to cancel that the moment uh, the moment they start asking for real money. But but you're right. I mean, with all the other things you pay for. It's like, okay, well, people were paying for these services because they didn't want to pay the cost of their cable service. Well, now you're almost getting to the point now where it's almost even. You want to get scared, by the way. Uh, Great on Netflix, and I think it might be brand new. Downfall, The Case Against Boeing. Have you seen this documentary? No. Oh, man. If you're not scared of flying now... Watch Downfall on Netflix. Yeah. You know what, though? I go by the numbers. I mean, there's a lot less airplane accidents out there. You're, yes. you're more likely to die in a crash on the way to the airport than you are uh, flying on a commercial airline. Agreed. I'm more likely to die from having a TV fall on me, trying to uh, you know switch between you yeah. know, one thing to the next. Yeah, but these TVs are so lightweight these days, if it falls on you, it's not going to do any damage. They're like paper thin. I'm tender, though. And I know I'm very we're, tender. Yeah. We're running out of time here, but the, the Apple TV subscription is the one thing that you really can't share with other people. Mm-hmm. You can't share the password because it's all connected to your Apple ID and all this other stuff. So I can't watch Ted Lasso unless I start paying however the hell much, much a month it is mm-hmm. for Apple TV. Right. Good show, though. That is. You're missing out, Steve. They're really out <laughs> to screw you. Of course they are, Steve. Welcome to the world, yeah, Steve. Well, there you go. It's 619 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Do you? All right, we got the point, Kurt. Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Good morning. Uh, let's see. Uh, weather today, cloudy, occasional rain this afternoon with a high of 54 for tonight. Rain early, partly cloudy, later in the night with a low of 34 for tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 42. Now, uh, let's see here. Uh, Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Jay Adams. That's You sound drunk when you say that. Well, maybe I have been uh, having a few cocktails before I come in here this morning. Have you? It's a long ride from Huntington to uh, East Longmeadow. You got to. Pass the time somehow. Could you share? Well, I'm just uh, I'm picking up all this old Russian vodka I found in a couple of dumpsters outside of a package store last week. My dad didn't go anywhere without a can of beer between his legs that, while he was that, driving. That was like my dad, mm-hmm. too. Uh, today I learned that there is an average of two amputations a week at U.S. meatpacking plants. Yummy. Human amputations? Oh, yeah. Amputations, fractured, fractured fingers, Second-degree burns and head trauma are just some of the serious injuries suffered by U.S. meat plant workers every week. U.S. meat workers are already three times more likely to suffer serious injury than the average American worker, and pork and beef workers nearly seven times more likely to suffer repetitive strain injuries. And some fear that plans to remove speed restrictions on pig processing lines 
currently being debated by the government. Oh, you see, you got that. I was I was eating some of that meat. That's what came up. <laughs> uh, currently being debated by the government will only make work more difficult. I have some examples mm-hmm. of some of the uh, the injuries. You ready? Okay. Yeah. An employee's left arm had to be surgically amputated at the shoulder after it was pulled into the cubing machine during sanitation. Oh, that's awesome. And now i got to sanitize this whole thing all over again. <laughs> you know, the best example of an arm amputation in a movie was Cat People. Did you ever see Cat People? Yeah. Ed Begley Jr. is at the zoo, and he's trying to take care of the big cats. Yeah, right, yeah. And that thing rips his arm entirely off. Great scene, by yeah, the way. Yeah, nice amputation. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, you can have certain things amputated and reattached. Mm-hmm. But you can't if it's been cubed. Yes. Think about that. Uh, an employee working on a sanitation crew pushed the stop button after removing parts from the upper portion of the machine. The employee then placed his foot into a horizontal grinder oh. while climbing down from the machine, causing all five toes on his right foot to be amputated. Just mistake upon mistake. Yeah. Uh, wow. I knew, I knew uh, that steak I got last week had a little foot odor to it. <laughs> It's a Dr. Scholl's steak, right? And then uh, this one, this is the, I, I don't like anything to do when with you, it. When your ribeye is an odor yeah. eater, you got a problem. Yeah, a little toe jam in there with your beef. This guy, a worker was clean, cleaning the hydro, hydrolyzer. It, it's something that, that removes like feathers and pieces of chickens, right? Right. Uh, when pressure uh, caused hot feathers to discharge on him. It sounds like something yeah. in a strip club. Yeah. Here, right? <laughs> as he moved out of it, it, as he moved out of the way, he fell six feet, breaking a bone over his left eye and suffering first and second degree burns to the hands, arms, face, and neck. Uh, a hot feather yeah. shower. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Now, that's that's, that's it, like one of those things. That's yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. All right. Do we do we know if any of these accidents get to? Does the meat get incorporated with anything else? What? See, they never said that at all in this article, but I'm guessing, yeah, at some point. I mean, I had a dog, a golden retriever, take an entire rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. that was cooked off the countertop once and then spilled it in his mouth like this back and <laughs> forth. And like two years later, we were still finding pieces of the chicken like hidden in the little crevices throughout ah. the house. And I was like, you have to wonder. Yeah, I bet you a little piece of your chicken finger is actually a real finger, mm-hmm. a real live finger. <laughs> and that is Today I Learned on oh. Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. And coming up next in the news, the latest on Russia and Ukraine. And a restaurant had to make an official announcement about Putin. 632. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Talk about a double standard. Russia announced a ceasefire starting early this morning in Ukraine, but is still bombing cities there. And the opening also of humanitarian corridors. Yes, Russia has opened up humanitarian corridors for folks trying to flee the Ukraine to make it a little bit easier on them. Also, Russian President Vladimir Putin issued a warning to the U.S. and the rest of the world that he compares the sanctions that we've been imposing to the equivalent of a declaration of war. Well, I mean, it's not perfectly reasonable. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Uh, I mean, you know, grant, you know, don't pay attention to the fact we're killing civilians. I mean, that's right. Yeah, that's totally understandable. But you, you impose a flyover zone, we're going to have a problem. Well, it's not just the flyover zone; it's some of the other sanctions that we're imposing business-wise, cutting off some of the Russian businesses. He considers to be also a declaration of war. 
Well, I mean, uh, it kind of is, in a way, on his part. Yes. He's declaring the war, and we're punishing him by trying not to use violence at first. This is why you do the sanction thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a, uh, now you're bankrupting us! I kill you all! You know, I've uh, I've uh, tried to read up on uh, on things, and it just sounds like uh, either he miscalculated the kind of resistance he would get, right? Not just from the rest of the world, but also from the Ukraine people. But the sanctions you're talking about, you pretty much arrest his entire economy mm-hmm. in Russia. Mm-hmm. I mean, the everyone says, ah, sanctions. What are they going to do? Uh, quite a lot. Quite a lot of damage. He's and, got, they and, had people in Russia walking off the job mm-hmm. on this on this at this oil refinery. The all because they the value of the ruble dropped, and they're like, "Well, screw this! Why are we even working?" So they all walked off the job. Yeah, you don't always hear of sanctions working to that degree because they're not just coming from us. These sanctions are coming from all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like. You don't hear of anybody saying, you know, uh, then occasional former uh, you know, politicians say, yeah, you know, he's uh, he's within his rights to do this. Nobody is saying that. Well, all of these goings on have affected a French Canadian restaurant chain that serves poutine. They had to announce their allegiance to Ukraine after they got calls of insults and threats from people who are apparently confusing poutine, the dish. With Putin, how? I don't understand. Some people how. are some people are stupid. Hard to believe, right? It, it, it's like, okay, did you not do a little research to know that no. they're not the only place in the world that sells poutine? People, people doing research that just doesn't happen. Steve. Well, listen, you you can call it what you want. Poutine is delicious. What is, I don't, what is it? Yeah, what is poutine? Oh, that's so good. It's French fries, right? Yeah. With gravy, and then like melted cheese or cheese curds on top of it. Oh, oh my word! It's so delicious. One person on Twitter said, "People, please stop confusing Putin with po- with poutine. One is a dangerous and unwholesome mix of greasy, lumpy, and congealed ingredients. The other is a delicious food." I love it. Hey, good news for Springfield. According to 22 News, the most recent data from the FBI shows that violent crime went up nationwide from 2019 to 2020, but new local data showing some signs of improvement here on the violent crime front. It's like it's like uh, vaccines. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't uh, or I'm sorry, if it's like uh, COVID cases. If you don't test, then you don't have COVID. If you don't tell anybody about the crime going on, mm-hmm. we don't have any. Well, you make a very good point. Remember when uh, when Ed uh, Ed what's his uh, name uh, was here, the, the former commissioner. Yeah. Uh, God, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, that guy. He went out to Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he was the, trying to get the job, and he had all these. Uh, he was he was re- up all these numbers. He was reclassifying certain crimes. So, yeah. like auto theft would no longer be auto theft. Ah. It would be improper use. So now you can say, well, yeah, sadly, improper use is way up, but. But auto theft is way down. Mm-hmm. Well, if you reclassify its terms, then that's uh, exactly what happens. Flynn. Makes sense. Ed Flynn. Flynn. Ed Flynn. Thank. Why would I brain fart Flynn? He's not a very memorable person. I remember what he did yeah, or did not that's do. That's about it. 
According to data from the police, crime in Springfield has decreased 46% in the decade between 2010 and 2020. Violent crime has gone down by 29% during that time frame. The city also saw a 2% decrease in its most serious crimes like homicides and larceny. All good news, right? Unless they're just doing what you're talking about they're doing and moving the shells around. Last year, a total of 255 illegal firearms were seized. 131 were large capacity guns. 27 were so-called ghost guns. I I don't think that's happening. Uh, anymore you know, under uh, Cheryl Clapper. I don't, I don't believe that's the case. I think it's possible the police are just doing damn good work. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I believe that. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, you know, I've lived in Springfield on two separate occasions in the last 20 some odd years. And the only time I was a victim of a crime was 20 years ago. Yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't within the last, you know, four or five years. And how were you victimized, by the way? Somebody broke into my car mm. and uh, you smashed the uh, the window, mm-hmm. uh, took the stereo yep. and uh, a travel mug, which I loved that travel mug. It kept everything nice and hot. Or if I had something cold inside or it kept everything cold, a wonderful travel mug. Okay. That's a shame. I know. I felt, I felt that, victimized. How did you ever recover from that? It wasn't easy. I had to go get myself another travel mug. I've never had one uh, quite that good in all these years. But nothing recently at all. Good. No violence over the weekend at Amherst, where the largest party weekend at UMass Amherst just occurred. The Blarney blowout. Oh, my God. It's a freaking Blarney blowout at UMass. Let's go, kids. It returned, of course, after it was canceled last year due to COVID-19 concerns. Big house parties on and off campus. And the way they deal with it usually is if a noise complaint is made students get a call and they get 20 minutes to quiet the heck down 20 minutes yes oh my god i couldn't calm down in 20 minutes this is the biggest freaking body ever right right maxi are you damn right about that you call me all right i know my parents spent thirty thousand dollars a year for me to go here but i am gonna drink my liver into a shriveled little raisin i just whizzed my parents good hot on the, front of this, on the front of this yard. When is Cumbies going to start selling Natty Daddies? Because I love the Smuckies down there, but I just really want to get a beer to go with it. I'm sweating Jägermeisters. Oh, my God. Let's throw coffee tables out the top floor of the towers over here. Yeah. <laughs> Lobster rolls for everybody. Now, I should point out, uh, Dave, you're not really aware of this yet because I don't think you've uh, been with us around St. Patrick's Day or mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day week. Coming mm-hmm. up. But uh, we're 10 days away from a hell of a lot more of that. So just prepare yourself. And when it comes yeah. to things like uh, you know, drinking stories or you know, the luck of the Irish or, oh, yeah. or any of that stuff. Or shipping off to Boston. Yeah. Shipping off to Boston. Right. Th- there may be a little bit of rambunctiousness in our part. Awesome. Bring it on. Hey, Captain Kirk. No, I don't think you quite nah, you are aware of what uh-huh. we're, what we're going to be serving up. Yeah, it's a uh-huh. whole lot fattier than some corned beef. I'll that, tell you that. That's all right. That's well, all right. Wait till St. Patty's Day. Oh my God, <laughs> that's the oh, worst day. Jesus Christ. Well, you guys said that the uh, road race and the walk is even more dangerous than the actual parade it's itself. Not dangerous. It's not dangerous. It's a, just a bigger party. Mm-hmm. Dangerous is if you if you're lying down on the. Like, you know, either at the parade, on the road, or during the road race. That's dangerous. You know, doing like, you know, 15 jello shots, that's just, 
that's just par for the course. Captain Kirk was in town on Friday. Actor William Shatner stopping in at Rain's Deli in Vernon. What? He was that close? Mm. That's only 10 minutes from here. The 90-year-old, he looks great, by the way, for 90. He was in the area, apparently, and wanted a Reuben sandwich, so somebody told him to go to Rain's Deli in Vernon, and that's where he went. Isn't that a little fatty for a man who's that age? Do you think he cares at 90 <laughs> at this point? I mean, he got shot up into space recently. Uh, you know, he, he survived all the horrible critiques of his singing. On those albums for years? Hey, he's got to come up here. I got to take him. He wants a good Reuben. Uh, Collins Tavern last week had this open Reuben thing. It was like over tater tots. Ooh. It was like sauerkraut and cheese and and uh, what's the, the Thousand Island dressing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And pickles. Yeah. Like oh, all yeah. poured over the, with corned beef, all poured over the top of tater tots. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, yeah. It clogged your arteries right up, but it was delicious. That's not your problem today. No, but that's where I should bring Shatner with me. Hey, yep. Will, if you're still in the area, you're only in Vernon. That's only 10 minutes south of here. Let's uh, let's come on up. Can you imagine? Because we've been to Collins, and they're big, big fans of the radio station. Can you imagine what they would do if you walked in there with William freaking Shatner? Oh, I'd get free ginger ales for life. That's you'd get the- free ginger ales forever and ever, yeah, that's Steve. That's right. Right. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't say, by the way, in the report, why he was in Vernon, Connecticut. I don't know if he's got relatives there or visiting friends, or maybe he got lost. Who knows? Uh, he has a nephew in uh, Summers <laughs> at the uh, jail. Yeah. Supermax. <laughs> yeah. It's visiting weekend. Wait, is that jail still uh, in existence, is, by the way? Is, or did they close that down? I think they might have closed it. I, I used to travel back and forth right past that every day on the way home from work. Uh, I don't know which... Where you you live in Enfield, don't you? Yeah. Sometimes I take the back road. I go to Frigo's, get myself a sandwich, and then you yeah. Know. But this is the one all the way. Oh. It's down in uh, in Stafford, isn't there one in Stafford? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. You go I, there's that Enfield one down yeah, there. Yeah, you know, Steve. I've no, only served. Enfield. I've only served time in Ludlow. <laughs> what do we got, Nate? Dave? Bo- bottles of Moet and Chandon Champagne are being recalled. I know there's a lot of people buying that right now. Apparently, it's happening in the European Union, but might be dangerous here. These bottles of champagne may be filled with a liquid form of ecstasy. Moet and Chandon Imperial Ice. It ain't, it ain't that good. Yep. Three, uh, these three-liter three, three liter bottles are being recalled after reports of intoxication. Some of the bottles, believed to have been tampered with, completely emptied of champagne and filled instead with pure liquid ecstasy. Otherwise known as M. MDMA. Now, compared to uh, Adam Ant, what's the difference between those two? Ecstasy versus Adam Ant. Oh, I see what you're doing right you there. see what I did? Yeah. He's he's bringing up a is, uh, They Might Be Giants song and a damn good one, too. Is it uh, content versus form? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're fighting for their place in rock and roll. There is no right or wrong. Don't drink, don't dance, what do you do? Yeah, you know, that's right. I, mm-hmm. When I interviewed John Flansburg from They Might Be Giants, <laughs> right. I asked him after all this time, so who's better, XTC or Adam Ant? And he gave me the exact same answer. He gave you the oh, see that's the good that's that's a good interview right that there. That was a good interview. Hey, it's going to be highs in the mid fifties for today. Rain likely this afternoon. Heavy wind advisory in effect from seven p.m. tonight to five a.m. tomorrow morning. That's news to me. And coming up next, another mass hat on Rock One Hundred Two. Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock at six fifty three. And the Rolling Stones in Rock 102. Uh, nut custard in a high of 57 today. Tomorrow, fallopian lube in a high of 44. It's a wang stain in 46 in downtown Springfield right now. <laughs> right. <laughs>
time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Today we single out an employee with the Polk County North Central Landfill Department in Bartow, Florida. Ooh, I love garbage stories. Yeah, well, this one... (laughs) We've been doing those for years. Yeah, this has been a garbage program for the last 30 years. An employee there died Friday evening after he was crushed by a bulldozer while inside a porta potty what a crappy way to go. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, about that. Now, was he uh, in the middle of something, mm-hmm. or was he wrapping up? Mm-hmm. You know, those details are missing from the story, Bax, but I think you're you're on to something. I think we need those important details. Because, you know, it'd be one thing if you got killed inside a porta potty and you hadn't even finished your business yet, but hopefully he finished to completion whatever he was doing. This would, be, this would be like the worst nightmare yeah. uh, ever. You guys, you guys watch like uh, Righteous Gemstones? You watch that yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. Did you see the one where the baby gets born? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything, but there's a scene where this woman gives a baby, uh, gives birth to a baby mm-hmm. inside the porta potty, and uh, the baby falls in. Oh, uh, it, and, was uh, it was hard. And they saved that beautiful toilet yeah. baby. <laughs> Just by yanking on the umbilical cord and bringing it back up? Or well, what? they tried to do that. They tried. I can't say that was successful, but you know, eventually that baby was that baby was saved. Wow. And I can't even imagine you know what you do in uh, in 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 panic situations in a porta porta potty. Well, life can only go up for that kid. By the way, after his start, whatever. My, my little corn kernel. He fell in. He fell in the porta potty. His poor poor baby. The victim in this circumstance yeah. was 43-year-old traffic control contract employee Aaron Anderson. Apparently, he was assigned to the landfill as a, quote, spotter, meaning his task was to provide traffic control information to incoming and outgoing dump trucks mm-hmm. at the landfill. Those landfills are pretty busy. They're yeah. pretty busy places, and it, uh, you do need probably somebody to wrangle the trucks into a certain area. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't doing it at the time because he was doing something else inside the porta potty, and apparently the bulldozer, bulldozer driver was operating his rig up an embankment, getting ready to park it for the end of the day, and the front blade of the bulldozer was up in the air, and the porta potty got dude, dude had one job to do. Right, couldn't pay attention. Now you got now you're down one porta potty. Oh my god! Well, yeah. yes, but more importantly, poor Aaron Anderson, you're down him too. This would have been better if it was uh, a dump truck. You know what I mean? Yeah, Some no a bulldozer. Yeah, yeah, right. That that would have that would have been an ironic uh, switcheroo. That's what I'm saying. You there know? you go. Yeah, I, I, Oh, he was killed by a dump truck taking a dump. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been a hell of a story. The driver of the bulldozer immediately exited his vehicle and ran towards the porta potty to see if anyone was inside of it. Yep. At that time, he observed (sighs) Mr. Henderson unresponsive inside the porta potty. You know what? That's got to be so traumatic Mm -hmm. for the person. I mean, clearly this was an accident. Right. And... People screw up at their jobs all the time. I screw up uh, three, four times every segment that, yeah. we, that we come on and do here. I can't imagine having a mistake that would kill somebody. Like, like that would just weigh on you. Kill somebody yeah. 
in an embarrassing death. Yes. Like an yeah. embarrassing one. Not just like, oh, it's an accident. Oh, that's too bad. That's a shame. Like it like you've 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 basically desecrated the body. That's disgusting. Yeah, but it's it funny. It's all disgusting. An autopsy will be scheduled for a later date. Authorities are calling the incident a quote tragic industrial accident end quote tragic indeed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's from florida where things go on like that every single day coming up in just a few minutes in the sports let's see what do we got oh we've got a championship for a college team right here in our midst we'll tell you about it coming up on rock 102 the following takes place between 7 a.m and 8 a.m. And it is 7 a.m. Look at that. And the weather today, highs in the mid-50s, rain likely this afternoon, heavy wind advisory in effect overnight tonight till about 5 a.m. on Tuesday morning. The weather is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hockey action. Springfield Thunderbirds lost that pink in the rink game Saturday night, but, you know, they beat cancer, and that's the big thing. I was at the game, and it was a packed audience, sellout crowd. Also good news, as Tommy Cross, the defenseman and captain of the team, was announced re-signed on a new one-year deal. In the NHL, the Bruins hosting the LA Kings tonight at 7. You can hear that one on Laser 98.5, our sister station. In basketball, congrats to Coach Tori Verdi and the UMass women's basketball team winning its first ever A-10 tournament, finish, finishing the regular season at 26-6 and and receiving an automatic bid into the NCAA tourney. In the NBA, the Celtics got 54 from Jason Tatum. They beat the Nets 126-120. to 120. By the way, Tatum's 54-point game, his fourth 50-plus game for the Celtics. That ties Larry Bird all-time on that list. In golf, Scotty Scheffler won the Arnold Palmer Bay Hill Invitation in Florida. Scotty, by the way, is 25 years old. At what point does he switch to just Scott, or does he stay Scotty Scheffler forever? In baseball... No movement in the labor talks. In football, Brian Greasy leaving ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcast booth to become quarterback's coach for the San Francisco 49ers. That's it for your 102-second sports. A report from the NFL Combine coming up next in Vax's, Vax's, Vax's View from the Couch on Rock 102. Cash credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, that's it. The NFL Scouting Combine is over. And what did we learn as a result of it? Well, other than the fact that having freakishly small hands could lead to a Heisman Trophy finalist dropping down a few notches in the draft, not very much. However... There were a couple things that happened this weekend at the Combine that are worth taking note of. For example, quarterback Kalon Barnes from Baylor University posted the second fastest time in Combine history yesterday, running the 40-yard dash in exactly 4 seconds and 23, 4.23 seconds. That time missed the record set by New York Giants wide receiver John Ross, who clocked in at 4.22 in 2017. Now, not like that sort of speed has helped him out very much during his NFL career. He does, after all, play for the Giants and only had 11 receptions all year long. NFL scouts are also taking note of cornerback Tariq Woolen from the University of Texas at San Antonio. He posted the fourth 
fastest time on record with a 4.26. And while that's all very well and good, I'm far more impressed with Georgia lineman Jordan Davis, who punched in at 4.78 seconds. Now, before you say, well, that doesn't sound very good, keep in mind that Davis is over 6 foot 6 inches tall and weighs 330 pounds. I don't even weigh 330 pounds, and I'm not even sure I can drive 40 yards at that sort of speed. So to give you some perspective, the average 40-yard dash requirement of a waitress at Friendly's is approximately 3.6 hours long. And while Kalon Barnes and Tariq Wooden probably wouldn't be serving you a Jim Dandy Sunday or a Fishamajig anytime soon, it does show you that these guys have some wheels when it comes time to signing their first NFL, NFL paycheck. And even some of the greatest players in NFL history had feet of stone. I would place my running skills somewhere between Tom Brady and Friendlies. The only difference is I'm a 55-year-old man with bad feet and chewed-up knees. But I'm pretty sure I can get you your Turkey Club Super Melt in record time. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at five DeWalt power tools on sale all month at Rocky's for just $100. bucks. i am looking on my phone at the Rocky's app, and you can look at the laptop at Rocky's.com or pick up a sales flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? The sales flyer is online, on the app, or on paper at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102 Back, Steve and Dave. And Stevie Nicks there, who has been very outspoken against Vladimir Putin, and also said recently in an interview that she feels connected to Marie Antoinette. She says because of the tragedy she's experienced in life, she feels like she's just like Marie Antoinette. Oh, well, good for her. Uh, Nutmuck nut and a high of 57 today. A hot dog flavored water and 44 tomorrow. Drain babies in 46 right now in downtown Springfield. <laughs> Believe it or not... By next week, we will actually be talking about March Madness after the selection show. Uh, Scott Cohen on the phone. Good morning, Scotty. How are you? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are we all doing today? Decent. Uh, I'll be good. better when we're in the thick of March Madness. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, you do love that, Baxi. I gotta, I gotta admit. Aside from you know going on and on about your Packers and Aaron Rodgers. March Madness is it for you, and I, uh, we all appreciate that. So we're looking, we're looking forward to. Uh, to next Monday, and I'll be in studio next Monday. I promise. Oh, how wow. nice of you! Jesus, yeah. we're looking forward to that. Yeah, good thing you're joining this brand new show that came on the uh, radio last yeah. week. Yeah, good thing you're leaving us for like three weeks before you start uh, showing up. No, I'm excited about. Yeah, I Mark. figure I'll let you. I'll let you guys work out the kinks before I actually, you know, oh, show yeah, up. Yeah, okay. right. Well, That's if we're working a while. Hey, if we're working out kinks, you're not going to be on next Monday. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm excited uh, about March Madness because uh, you know Marquette appears to be maybe a, a, a seven seat, and I will take that right. if that's what it's going to be. So, so we'll see what happens. Well, plus the UMass women's team in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, this, we don't. Um, um, thanks for bringing that up. Um, you know, we don't talk about. Um, well, we don't talk about UMass basketball very much, <laughs> right? <laughs> for for all the obvious reasons. But, not um, to mention UMass yeah, football. Not to mention UMass anything. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no. The, the women um, uh, are uh, in the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1998. They've just they've just had a an, an incredible season. They beat Dayton to win the A10 title um, over the weekend. And you know the uh, the 
big thing up at UMass now is they've got to try to figure out who their next men's basketball coach is going to be. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in the meantime, the women um, have been and continue to kill it. So, um, you know, let's see what they do when they start going up against national competition. But they've done a great job up there. Speaking of uh, women's basketball, and again, I can't believe we're going to do two stories in a row. <laughs> but this Brittany yep. Griner uh, situation in Russia, it's actually a pretty interesting story. So she's uh, she's a WNBA player. She was uh, in Russia. She's being detained. And the reason she's doing that, and, and she's trying to get out of Russia like just about every other American uh, there is trying to get out of there, is that they discovered inside her luggage hemp oil. And apparently she had a, a vape pen and uh, and hemp oil with her. Now, I mean, I understand we want to get her back, and it's a terrible situation of which, you know, it's very, very political. But if I were yeah. going to travel outside this country, I'd want to do it in a place that I can bring my vape pen and get away with it, as opposed to the 10 years in a Russian prison she's facing as a result of this. Yeah, ten, 10 years in prison for uh, on drug charges. That's, you know, I don't think, you know, I think at the end of the day they'll, they'll get this worked out. But, yeah, like you said, man, the, um, you know, the Russians are, are using the situation for propaganda. Um, she's, you know, she's not going to go to jail, but they're going to make her life miserable. And I can't, I can't believe that, I mean, I don't know what the, um, what the uh, rules are as far as a vape pen and hemp oil and things like that, but, you know, at a professional athlete with that kind of, um, you know, uh, notoriety and visibility, you figure that she would know what the rules were. And who knows? Maybe, maybe she she followed the. Maybe she thought she obviously thought she was following the rules, and they're just putting the squeeze on her. But yeah, very uncomfortable situation. No, no question about it. Hopefully, not as uncomfortable as the situation from Midnight Express. If you remember that movie from the seventies yeah. or eighties, right? Come on. Um, hey, baseball still in its own prison right now. Lockout yep. continuing. Another session yesterday went nowhere. When's this thing going to end? I mean, are we going to have like half a season, Scott, or less? Well, you know, um, I got to tell you something, uh, Dave. I think that uh, you know it's it's starting to look that way. Um, I you know I did I, I you know followed what was going on over the weekend for you know because that's what I'm supposed to do. They're um they are not they're not close nope. on a lot of things. Um, they've got they still have big time money issues to discuss. Um, there's, and you know, there's like these nitpicky things too. Uh, like the, the owners want to be able, um, in a, uh, with 45 days notice to cha- to put an uh, institute, a pitching clock to get rid of the, um, of the shift to, uh, I mean, all of these ridiculous things and you look at it and you sit there and you say to yourself, you guys got to get this figured out and get back on the field. I mean, this is this is a public relations nightmare for Major League Baseball, and that the two sides seem as far apart as they were when they when they locked the players out in December. Well, you know, it, it, we talked we talked a little bit about this last week. You know, it, the last time this happened, you know, twenty in nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety five. Uh, you know, they canceled uh, the last forty four games of a season the entire postseason, and then had replacement players for 1995. It always seems like there's a certain arrogance uh, with the owners that they can weather the storm of huge financial losses. But baseball's taken such a hit over the years ever since 
that it's never recovered from 1995. And then to put themselves in this position again with the same kind of arrogance uh, against the players is ridiculous. And I know there are lots of people say, well, you know, it's a bunch of, you know, multimillionaire baseball players. That's true. But the fairness of which they're forced to work compared to other sports is not fair. If you really want, you know, the top tier of players always going to get paid a lot. But that's not even the players that are that are really in focus here. This is all the 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 younger players, the ones who are not making multi millions of dollars. These those are the ones that are at the greatest risk. And you know, Baxi, you know the the average fan. Everything you said is is correct. You know, spot on, a hundred percent. The average fan doesn't care about any of that. And you know, you you brought up nineteen ninety five, and you know, consider that you know for some for some of us, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Nineteen ninety five was almost thirty years ago. There's so many more, and 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 the sports world was a completely different different place on the landscape thirty years ago. There's so there's so many more things now to occupy our time. There's so many more sports that have come to the forefront that we follow. Uh, that you know that that that. If baseball, if baseball all of a sudden like poof and you know went away for uh, a season, they, I don't think they have the luxury to do that. This is this is a PR nightmare for them. And as much as you say they didn't re- they didn't recover from 1995, try doing it in this day and age and going away for a season. It would be a disaster. They need to get their act together and quickly because the fans and people who. You know, follow stuff like this. They're they're just they're not interested. They're well, they're just not going to put up with it. They're going to go someplace else. Yep, uh, Scott. I'm glad you mentioned the pitch clock. I, I sense a fight coming between you and I. So Major League Baseball wants to institute a 14 second pitch clock with the bases empty and a 19 second timer with runners on. Right. The players seem to be split. A couple of pitchers, for instance, Max Scherzer doesn't like it and thinks it messes right. with the quote fabric of the game while cc sabathia right. said on a podcast quote have you been watching the effing games i'm on sabathia's yeah. side i think they need to do something like this i you know dave i i don't disagree with you um i think um i mean obviously you know the, the game can certainly be sped up but there's a lot of people too who think that you know uh, what scherzer said that you know the fabric of the game is important to them. Um, you know you you mentioned it. Can you imagine having a a, a time of a pitch clock like, one way when there's nobody on base, and then you get an extra four seconds when there's someone on base? Yes, because like, there's more strategy like, you know, involved. What yes, are you talking about yes. Go um, ahead. You're like, oh, you don't want to have change. You know, God forbid, we've been experiencing. <laughs> People's uncomfortability with change here on this radio show. I mean, come on, change is inevitable. Well, someone's here's a little fired change up. Change is this, inevitable. Said change. Yes, <laughs> change is change is inevitable. Change is good. Um, you know, the only thing that I can um, and and again, I don't disagree with a pitch clock. I think it just it all it's all about how they institute these changes. The fact that double when double headers going, uh, the games would be seven innings instead of nine. The dumbest thing in the world. I agree. Starting uh, starting extra innings with a man on second base. I mean, come on, who yeah. who thinks this stuff up? Well, with uh, it, if, it, if, in this in this situation, it's less about the play the, the the pitch clock and more about the fact that the owners want to cram it down the players' throat and the players' union's throat, rather than you know have this be a negotiated provision. That's I mean, to me, that's why there's resistance. 
Yeah, it's it's not so and much I that also, they have a disagreement with it, you know, you know, fundamentally. I think this is really about, you know, whether or not it's something that they both have agreed on or something they're just going to have to deal with. Sure, and and the fact that, you know, that well, here we are, you know, uh, on this radio show talking about the pitch clock. The pitch clock is, I mean, you know, that's all well and good. That's one of those things that, you know, that raises people's temperatures. But getting back to what we talked about a little earlier, the money that they're talking about, they are so far apart when it comes to dollars and cents that they're, this is, this is, this is not going to end anytime soon. I think it's going to be, uh, this is going to go on for a while, and that's not, that's not good for the game. Listen, I just want to know how anybody uh, heard what CeCe Sabathia said between rounds of chicken wings and french fries. <laughs> Hasn't he slimmed yeah, down, though? No, Hasn't no, he slimmed down? Funny. He's still eating lots of chicken wings. Yeah, it's a lot of cupcakes and you know, bear claws, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. He loves it. <laughs> Can he be blamed? Scott, we'll talk to you next week live in a studio for a change. I'll look, I'll look forward to that. All right, very good. Scott Cohen, it's uh, 722 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 730 and The Who on Rock 102. Going to see some uh, stiff jiff in the skies today with a high of 57. Tomorrow, some throat yogurt and a high of 44. It's duck butter and 46 in downtown Springfield. Uh, quickly, I uh, forgot to mention with uh, with Scott that uh, he and uh, my good time friends will all be at the Fortin Student Prince uh, along with many of uh, Springfield's other glitterati and, uh, and celebutards. We'll all be out there raising money for the Boy Scouts. It's a uh, celebrity uh, bartending event, which begins Thursday at, I think that's 5.30. Uh, some of the other uh, big celebrities, Ray Gilmet from uh, Array of Elvis, a bunch of local business owners, and me and Scott Cohen. Wow, you guys are number one and two. No, I think <laughs> I think we're two and three behind Ray Gilmet, frankly. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. Oh, Will no. you why? stop? Why? Why? <laughs> you see, Dave, uh, many years ago, Ray, our very dear yes, friend, yes. got involved in a motorcycle accident yes. in which he no longer has a leg. Now, the thing about it is Ray has got a great sense of humor. And, uh, in fact, during our live show uh, one year ago, uh, a few years ago, yeah, he removed the leg. Yeah, he uh, took the what, leg off. Nice. What a showman. Yeah. He changed a uh, wooden heart to wooden leg, I yeah. believe it was. Yeah. <laughs> the real Elvis would never have done no, that. No, no. No, absolutely not. Speaking of body parts, anybody missing a box of human heads? Coming up next in your news on Rock 102. 734. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102, and it's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. For the YankeeHomeImprovement.com and use the keyword Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So the latest on Ukraine, Russia this morning announcing a ceasefire, but still bombing cities in Ukraine at the same time. And also opening up a, quote, humanitarian corridor. Now, uh, I'm not uh, familiar on ceasefires, but I believe when you say we're doing a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. You cease firing. No, not, no, 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 no. Not no, to no. Putin. What uh, a ceasefire means is, if I, if I, let's let's say I'm a bloodthirsty warlord, just okay. uh, hypothetically speaking, and I say I want a ceasefire. What I'm saying is, I want you to cease firing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll continue to do so. No, no, no. Yeah. We're going to continue anyway, but you. Have got to stop. So it's a one-way ceasefire. Well, he's the one in charge. Mm-hmm. These humanitarian corridors that Russia has opened up 
allegedly will allow hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian civilians to flee to safety. Not sure if it's going to work that way or not. Well, it's already been said by President Zelensky this morning that, yeah, they said that, but they're not doing that. Mm -hmm. They're, uh, oh, oh, we have safe passage for you to go. We will not do anything to you. And then they start bombing them as they're fleeing the country. What a good old guy this guy is. Putin also issuing a warning to the U.S. and to the rest of the world that he compares these sanctions that have been imposed Mm -hmm. the equivalent of a declaration of war. Wouldn't invading a sovereign nation uh, also be a declaration of war? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're right. It's not a war. It's not a war. uh, It is a retrieval. He's just reclaiming what is his. Right. Yes, exactly. Not war. And by the way, Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky is asking the U.S. to send more planes. But we have to be careful because setting up a no-fly zone would also be considered a declaration of war. So the whole thing is very touchy or else we get World War III. Got to be careful. Meantime, a local bagel shop has efforts to help the people of Ukraine. My favorite place on the weekends, Alex's Bagel Shop in Longmeadow, supporting Ukrainian efforts by selling special bags of cookies. Some of the employees at Alex's Bagel Shop with connections to Ukraine, and so they're doing a nice thing by making lots of cookies and selling them, and apparently they're going like hotcakes. They got uh, good salt bagels there. You like a salt bagel, don't you? Yeah, I love high blood pressure. That's my uh, that's my yeah. thing. I'm going for that. Remember when I used to go to New York and bring bagels back? And H&M. you always wanted the salt bagels? Yeah, and you used to bring them back. Yeah, though the problem with salt bagels, it was there was like no bagel. It was just like a, it was a salt lick. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a, I'm like a deer. Yeah. I, I, I love eating salt. I love licking salt. I could mm-hmm. feel myself start to raisin just by holding the bag of salt bagels. Well, they were still delicious. 100% of the proceeds for the cookies at Alex's Bagel will go directly to family, friends, on the ground, in Ukraine, and... By the way, you can also go online and donate that way as well. Very cool. There through you go. Alex's Bagel Shop. Meantime, a Stratford, Connecticut man facing charges after crashing into a FedEx truck while he was operating a school bus under the influence. What? And that on. is like the trifecta right yeah. there, right? So, police say there were 26 students on the bus as well in Stratford. Authorities saying nobody was injured. But Harold Bowling of Stratford, who's 64 years old, faces charges of operating a vehicle under the influence of alcohol and or drugs, reckless endangerment, and 26 counts of risk of injury to minors as well. The driver on the bus goes, Sarah, doing shit. Stop it. <laughs> Come back here and give you a piece of my... <sighs> hey. Screwed up the FedEx deliveries for the day, too. Exactly right. You know, back in our day, it wasn't all that unusual to smell booze on a bus driver's breath. Well, it's not unusual, Bax, to be loved by anyone. That's the truth. <laughs> Are you going to you gonna bust it out, Tom Jones, or no, not? I was no, waiting you, for somebody else to step in with <laughs> no, the next line. No, because I could not remember the next line. <laughs> hey, a fight between two women at a bowling alley in Bristol, Connecticut, led to a bigger disturbance and guns going off early yesterday morning couple of women, neither of whom had been identified by police, started fighting inside spare time bowling. The fight continued into the parking lot, leading to a bigger disturbance involving 
two groups of people. According to police, a single gunshot was fired amid the disturbance. The groups left in separate cars, one a gray Hyundai, the other a black Honda, according to police. More gunshots were heard as they drove away from the area of the incident at Spare Time Bowling in Bristol. Now, was this a, a, a bowling argument? Because, I mean, I can see where if you got two people really serious about bowling and, and like, you know, someone is, you know, fiddling with the balls or making noises or, you know, scoring it incorrectly. Yes. I can see where you, know, you, where you throw down your little, uh, your little wrist gloves and you go at it. Fiddling with the balls, definitely not a good thing. You want to rush? Bowling. You drop one of them balls in your foot, that's a rush. Well, we don't know what the fight was about, but it did start inside the bowling alley before it spilled out into the parking lot. Has uh, the great American pastime of bowling uh, now become a dangerous sport because people are bringing guns to the alley? The good old-fashioned way where you just hit somebody over the head with, uh, you know, one of them chalk things or something like that. One of those chalk bags. Mm -hmm. Most dangerous thing I ever saw was shotgun and a beer in a bowling alley. That's about all I've ever done. You take a gun with you. If you get that 710 split, Knock them, knock them right down. Ooh, you'd have to be yeah. real dead-eyed to get rid of that. Well, you could at least get rid of one, and then you could roll the ball to get the spare. I suppose. Yeah, you know, that's the one sport I can't do. How do you do? score that? Well, it's you can't a, bowl? I can't bowl. I, I'm pretty good at most sports. Cannot bowl. Worth it. Uh, nothing. I got nothing. We're going on a bowling trip, Dave. All right. We're going bowling. Bring it on. The three uh, of us going I, bowling. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if my knees can quite handle uh, the bowling. I've got a very specific kind of uh, technique that I like to use, very... Fred Flintstone like you know on the tippy toes and then mm-hmm. boom you know the ball's going right down the right down the chute. What about the you got the Wii, don't you? You can bring the Wii over. We can do it here at uh, the conference room. It's not the same. We got to go to a real bowling alley. I uh, I lost access to the Wii with many of my other oh, belongings shit. many years ago. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I, I Wii bowling is not quite the same as yeah, you know, actually actual keggling. See, your Wii bowling has become a they bowling. Because right. we ain't bowling anymore. <laughs> I, ain't, right. I ain't bowling with they. And a thief who broke into a freight truck in Denver last week got away with quite a surprise. A box of human heads. According to a release from the Denver Police Department, the truck was parked when somebody broke in sometime between 2.30 in the afternoon and 9.30 a.m. the following day. The unknown suspect stole a dolly and a box labeled... Exempt human specimen. I love that. Hmm. Box of human heads, otherwise known as exempt human specimen. The box was full of human heads and meant to be used for medical research. So this guy... So it wasn't Christmas gifts. I, I, I don't know. That, again, that's just from the police report. Well, you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. You may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. <laughs> That's not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. And I... then you look at this box of heads and say, how did I get here? My God, what have I done? <laughs> well, that's probably what the guy's singing right well, now. They were talking heads, weren't they, in the box? Yes, yeah. sure. I buy it. Highs in the mid-50s today, rain likely this afternoon, heavy wind advisory in effect from 7 p.m. tonight to 5 a.m. Tuesday, back into the 40s tomorrow and Wednesday. Coming up next on Rock 102, a Ukrainian fighter breaks down after a big win on Saturday night and the story of a woman whose house 
was being shown by a realtor even though it wasn't for sale. We've got audio on that and more straight ahead in Now Hear This on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749 and ACDC with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Chin chowder today and tomorrow, 57 for today, 44 for tomorrow. It says uh, more duck butter right in 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, we got some audio for you to listen to here. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. So, clip number one comes from a woman who's gone viral on TikTok for sharing her story of how a realtor came to her house by mistake and showed it to prospective buyers, even though her house wasn't for sale. Here she is. You're standing in the driveway looking at my house. I'm thinking maybe there's some religious group. I set the alarm off on the ring camera, so they turn around and head back toward the driveway, and I'm thinking I scared them off. The guy let himself in through the back door and is now opening my front door from inside and letting all of the additional four people into the house. There's a very proactive realtor right there showing a house that's not for sale to people trying to buy a home. Will they get any bids? No. Nobody was interested was the Did, final outcome there. Was it a scam or was he just at the wrong house? He was confused, maybe new on the job. Who knows? Maybe new the, on the job? Maybe he had the wrong address. Well, I mean, most of these places, like when I sold my house, they put a lockbox on the door with the key in it so you can, you know, or... If you have a code to the door, that's right. how you'd get in. Mm-hmm. It just seems kind of yeah, weird that right. they would be doing that. Yeah. And and <laughs> when the front door didn't work, then he went to the back door, let the people in that way. Oh, it's always easier to go in the back door. Hey, Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Clip number two. Ukrainian UFC fighter Marina Moros breaking down after winning a fight on Saturday night. Check it out. Thank you for everyone for messaging me, support me. Because it week was hard for me. I want to cry because this is why my country is. Thank you, everyone. She doesn't want the Russians to kill her family, part of that speech, by the way. Mm. I mean, you know. It's what, heartbreaking. What? Yes, I mean, you know, you, you can't, like, you can't just dismiss it like it like it's nothing, right. which a lot of people seem to be doing. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, what's what sport was this? That was uh, UFC. Well, there's no, usually no crying in UFC fighting. There's no crying in UFC. Right, that's exactly right. my point. Yeah, got to got to understand in her I case, guess, right? right? And last week tonight, John Oliver playing a clip from Russian TV all about the stock market and the problems they're undergoing right now. Hello, Alexander. Hello. I won't say good day. Yeah, no one does these days. Jokes aside, let's do this quick. I'm sending regards to Sergei Usachenko, who 12 to 13 years ago drank to the death of the stock market. Today, I'm drinking seltzer. Dear stock market, you were close to us. You were interesting to us. Rest in peace, dear comrade. I think that's a pretty accurate translation. Yeah, yeah. I don't got any idea. Like, I don't know. You would know. <laughs> yeah. I watched this video yeah. and I and like the the comments underneath it were like, you know what this is? This guy's really drinking vodka. He's not mm-hmm. drinking seltzer water because it's just like here you can't drink on the air. Like we're not allowed to say that we're drinking alcohol. You're not allowed to get by the Federal Communications mm-hmm. Commission. You're not allowed to you know consume alcohol while you're while you're working. Right. Uh, but that's what they said he probably did. He put yeah. the vodka well, in a bottle and just swigging it right out of the 
Perrier. I, I've never been to Russia, so I can't say this for sure, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that in Russia, they don't use mixers. Just straight. It's, it's, s- it's right from the straight, 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 straight chaser. vodka. No chaser. Straight Rushki. Say straight Rushki. Yeah. Mixers are for capitalists like us. And wussies. Like us. Yes. <laughs> um, John Oliver also did this thing last week where he, there was a, it was a commercial for Applebee's mm-hmm. that they were using that Zach Brown uh, band song, Chicken Fried. And I have a little bit of audio. If you have Nagel PC over there, back so we can, uh, we can listen to that real quick. Uh, here we go. So it's just showing pictures of the air raid sirens going off, and then the cryon is still underneath the yep. picture, and it says air raid sirens ring out in Ukraine's capital. And a little bit of chicken fried. <laughs> <laughs> and they're showing this Applebee's commercial. So what he did later on was was compile all of these moments in history where somebody said, you know, it was they showed Walter Cronkite shedding the tear when he was announcing that JFK had been shot, and then they cut to the Applebee's commercial or 9-11 or any other tragedy that they did. They would switch right to the Applebee's commercial. It was hilarious. We'll be back after yeah. this. Yeah. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 yeah. ding. Good stuff. My son Dash, by the way, dead ringer for Zach Brown of the Zach Brown Band. He'll grow out of it. Looks just like him. Uh, do you guys speak any languages, by the way? Now, when I'm hearing something like that, where we played from John Oliver with the Russian television broadcast, do, do you speak any other language? Dave, I mean, we barely get through English. Right. I mean, yep. this is part of the ugly Americanism here, where we expect everyone else to speak our language. I got nothing. I took French for a few years. I can't remember any of it. No, I I, uh, I failed Spanish miserably. Did I uh, never tried to attempt to do it again after college, yeah. and that was it. I just you, did the minimum. You backs anything? I, I, I took uh, three years of very ineffective French in mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, I was only interested in uh, Mrs. Thomas Meyer, who was the uh, the Spanish teacher at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. She was like, you know, we were in high school, and she's like, you know, this like probably twenty three year old uh, girl. So we're not that far off uh, for, in age, right? And we're all like, yeah, Mrs. Thomas Meyer. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought this up because for me it was my French teacher, Miss Lobin. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. see, this is why you didn't learn anything because you were too distracted, just much like I was with Mrs. Thomas Meyer. She used to call on us to speak in class once in a while, yeah. right? And I <laughs> caught me totally by surprise. I was sort of daydreaming about Miss Lobin. Uh huh. I had to get up and. You know, I'm looking down at my crotch. You know, when I got up. You had a souffle in your pants. It was obvious right. something was going on. Right. I'm a teenage kid for crying out loud. You had that clap on. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Very embarrassing moment for me. I kind of held the book down low. Problem with the baton. <laughs> yes, a little problem with my baton. Would you like my American French fry? You can call me the dictator. Huh? Yes. <laughs> uh, Miss Lauban was great. On the other hand, uh, another teacher I had, Miss Miles. Not so good. About six foot two, weighed about two fifteen, had a mustache. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm sure nope. she was a nice lady deep inside. She, she was. was Alana very... Miles or the Black Velvet? <laughs> no, very good teacher though. There you go. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, if you want to reach us for any reason and tell us about your schoolboy or schoolgirl crushes on your teachers, feel free. Give us a call. And uh, next hour, we're gonna be talking to uh, actor Rob Morrow. That's coming up in just a couple minutes. Slam chowder on Rock, Rock One Hundred Two. How many inches did Chicopee get? How about Enfield or Greenfield? Rock 102 is always live and local with a...
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 and the Scorpions on Rock 102. Man Mayo with a high of 57 for today. Some wing juice tomorrow with a high of 44. It's some uh, chin butter right now and 43 in downtown Springfield. Hey, on the Celebrity Hotline right now, it's actor Rob Morrow. Hey, Rob. It's Steve Nagel. How are you, man? Hi, Steve. I'm good. How you doing? Dude, listen, I, I'm a huge fan of yours. You're in all of my favorite things. You've been in Curb Your Enthusiasm, Designated Survivor, Northern Exposure, and uh, one, of my, one of my favorite movies, Quiz Show. But let me tell you something. One of my all-time favorite things you did is Cam Chowder! <laughs> Uh, that's right. Well, of course, being from Massachusetts, <laughs> you guys love that. Uh, that was a fun sketch, man. That was really a, uh, it was a fun time. Doing uh, <laughs> that show was like, uh, I can, all I can say is when you come out on that stage, when they say it was used to be Don Pardo, the great uh, NBC announcer, yeah. say, you know, and ladies and gentlemen, Rob Morrow, and you, you come out and uh, it's like, it's the closest I've ever got to feeling like what Mick Jagger must feel like every night. Oh yeah, that must be awesome. But 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 the, for some reason that skit is is my all time favorite, and it's just the one that sticks out the most. I think because it speaks so much about comedic timing and how or, or a lack thereof. Yeah, and 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 I don't know, and I don't know how much you remember about uh, filming that. But when you go into the bathroom and there's the condom machine on the wall, and then the time machine in the bathroom. <laughs> You do grab the condom before you get in the time machine as if you're going to get lucky with your co-star later on in the show. Did you? Was that an improv thing or was that? I would say it was probably written. I can't remember, but. Uh, it's something that I've been, you know, I'm 43 now and my friends saw that. My friends and I saw that at, uh, when I was 14 uh, we have. I have been referencing that skit uh, for that many years. And, so and, and, I thank you for for bringing me comedic joy for all of these and, years. And Steve has not laughed oh, since the that. age of fourteen. Uh, I love that. That's great. I love that. It does seem to, it is a kind of a meme. Every once in a while, I'll see someone just say it, and I'll know exactly. And that's yeah. referencing the show. Yeah, that's awesome. And and we have we have a new co-host with us. His name is Dave Coombs, and here he is. Yeah, I just started the show, Rob, yeah. and I'm the golfer. And I know you're a golfer because you play one in Curb Your Enthusiasm, part of the country club that Larry David belongs to. But also, you played in the AT&T National Pro-Am, right? I did play in the AT&T, and that was another, that was another, like, almost the same feeling as coming out in SNL, walking up the 18th fairway with, I don't know, what, 10,000, 7,000, 5,000 people on all the rides, all, all surrounding the fairway, and then up in the stands around the green was such an amazing feeling. And I had played so terribly, um, and I was exhausted because it was day three, and I knew I wasn't making the cut, um, and so there was a sense of relief because I didn't have to play the next day, you know, I mean, <laughs> four days in a row, you know, and not only that, but the pressure, I remember watching a year or two before, and Kevin Costner was in it, and Kevin got up on like the eighth tee and uh, sliced the ball off the tee into like a little girl in the stand <laughs> and he went running over because he felt i mean she was fine but it's still a golf ball fucking hit her in the in the in the stomach or something and and i all i could think of is every time i got up on those tee boxes which were surrounded by this is actor rob morrow on the phone with us you're you're uh, the brand new show is coming out 
uh, Shining Veil. Saw the uh, the trailer this morning. The, the the cast on this show is is really good. I mean, it's it's you, it's Courtney Cox, it's Mira Servino, and and uh, Greg Kinnear, Sherilyn Fenn is. Wow. This is a hell of a lineup on this show. Yeah, I mean, I just pop up for a couple episodes, so it's not really my show. But um, it's really. I saw it the other night. I loved it. I, it's like nothing else out there. Um, you're right. The cast is amazing. Greg is. I mean, my, all my scenes are with Greg, who I know. I actually play golf. Have played golf with. Um, great guy and great actor. And Courtney's really just. It's a. It's a great part for her, and it's just a unique, fun uh, show. So you know, um, I, I think people are going to dig it. We uh, we mentioned you being on uh, on Curb Your Enthusiasm. We, we've known a couple of people who have. Who have uh, who have been on that show, and they all kind of uh, say the same thing that you know because of its you know improvisational nature and the the idea that you're basically going by uh, an outline rather than a hard you know written script that there's something really fun about doing television that way. Was that was that your experience when you did that last season? Oh yeah, I've been dying. I've been begging Larry to do it. I actually pitched him an idea. Uh, I can't remember even what the idea was, but back when the show was, you know, in its second or third season, and somehow finally they let me come on it, and it was a dream come true. And my whole goal was, because, you, yeah, you're right, you, there's no, you're making it up on the fly. And it's and uh, my whole goal was to get Larry to laugh, which I was able to do finally <laughs> in, one, in one of those scenes. And it, I don't think it made it into the show, um, but... we were arguing about God or something. And in the middle of this argument, I said, you you act like you're in your own TV show and there's cameras everywhere filming you. (laughs) 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 And you, you, of course, also in Northern Exposure with, I think maybe the most beautiful woman I've ever seen on TV or movies. And I say that because Janine Turner, when she had short hair was still gorgeous. Yes. He's a beautiful girl. Um, I look at sometimes, you know, it's funny because I've been writing, writing a book, you know, um, and during COVID that became my project. And so I'm, I'm finally, I'm, I'm ending it in 1995. And, uh, so I'm just in the middle of all the Northern exposure stuff. And, uh, so I'm constantly looking at pictures. Yeah, man. And, uh, fake kisser. Yeah, oh, hey. Really? Yeah. yeah you lucky bastard. I'm telling you. <laughs> and and, and uh, to be even more impressed by your uh, extensive career, you're also a musician with the Rob Morrow Band. Yeah, the Rob Morrow Band is no more, but Rob Morrow is still and playing music on the daily, writing music, uh, performing music, um, trying to reconstitute what I'm going to do next in terms of a band. But uh, uh, but uh, I call it the Rob Morrow Project this way. I can kind of bring people into whatever I'm doing. But yeah, it's a huge part of my life because... One of the great things about music is I can do it no matter what. You know, I don't have to get the gig or negotiate the gig or get hired. You know, I can just go in my little studio and make music, and uh, it, I call it my salvation. Yeah, you don't, you, yeah. you, you don't need you don't need the dead weight in that band. You can do it all by yourself. You're Rob Morrow for crying out loud. Yeah, so I'd like to think, but I can't <laughs> help. but but, uh, but I have actually been working on doing some solo stuff. It's not because. I think I'm, you know, I don't need the band, but because it becomes very difficult to, logistically to make it work with the band, uh, which is part of the reason we split up. Well, uh, you know, uh, and then you're playing with Kevin Costner, and he says, if you build it, they will come. 
Rob, you were supposed to say, Cam Chowder! (laughs) (laughs) Rob, it's it's been great to talk to you. Again, I'm a huge fan of you. And, And Rob, would you do an ID for our show, please? Yes, of course I would, and thank you, and I appreciate the kind words. So go ahead, we're recording. Just say who you are, and it's Bax, Steve, and Dave. Okay. This is Rob Morrow coming to you on Bax, Steve, and Dave. Clam chowder. Yeah, there Perfect. you go. There Perfect. You go. Thank you Very so much, nice. Rob. We do appreciate the time. On Rock 102. GG Inks. Def Leppard on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Good morning. It's going to be, let me see here, cloudy and occasional rain this afternoon, a high of 54 for tonight. Rain early and then becoming partly cloudy, low of 34 for tomorrow, sunny, high of 42. It's 48 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Real quick, if you uh, missed our interview with Rob Morrow or with Scott Cohen or anything else that goes on during the show, you can always check out the daily podcast available on rock102.com. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And backstage musical podcast this week, uh, my special guest, Lee Ving of the band Fear. They're about to release their 40th anniversary box set of their debut record from 1978. Uh, and a brand new album, their first in 22 years, and a new documentary coming out about the band Fear. And uh, you can check that out on rock102.com. It's amazing. It's a band I've never heard of, and it's their 40th freaking anniversary. Well, it's amazing. Their most notorious thing about Fear, one, Lee Ving was also, you ever see the movie Clue? Yes. All right, he was Mr. Body in, in Clue. <laughs> well, that's quite a credit. That is a credit, but yeah. the big credit is they were one of the first bands banned for life from Saturday Night Live. Really? Yes. Nice. John Belushi was a big fan of the band, got them booked, and they 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 bust in a bunch of of punk rock fans uh-huh. to stage dive and cause about four hundred thousand dollars allegedly four hundred thousand dollars in damages to the studios Sweet. and to the uh, the green room and it was actually cut off halfway through when Brandon Tartikoff said get this off the television it's one of the all time great performances on Saturday Night Live. Speaking about great performances, you mentioned playing a dead body. Yeah, the best example of that is Kevin. Costner in the Big Chill. Oh uh, yeah, where he was in the casket. He was in the casket, but you never saw him except for I think he's, there was a picture of his calf as they were like pulling the pant leg down to dress him up to look nice. Yeah, they just res- referenced him in pictures in that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's it. How about that? But this guy played Mr. Body, uh, uh, and he was in other yeah. films too. So yeah, yeah. In, in the Big Chill, by the way, Kevin, I think Kevin Costner was they filmed like flashback scenes with his character. Never. But, Cutting room floor. Never, never saw that. That's too bad. Worked out okay for him, though. I think still got paid, though, mm-hmm. right? I wanted more Glenn Close. Wasn't she in that? Yes, she, she was in that. Yeah, naked, right. Naked in the shower. Naked in the shower. Crying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's the way. Uh, let me ask you something, Bax. Dave? Yes. Yes. Bax, uh, you cook for your wife? Sure. You're like uh, you're like the master chef around that house, aren't you? I bake a lot too. You bet. You bake too. No, I don't Betty bake. Crocker. No, I was gonna say a master baker, but I'm not really. <laughs> Dave, when you were married, did you cook a lot uh, for your wife? I, m- Barbecue. I was I was the barbecue. You're guy. the barbecue guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any consequences if you didn't have a meal ready? Mm, I don't think so. Well, not that I'm willing to admit on the air anyway. Well, a man from Thailand had a painful punishment for not cooking dinner for his wife, according to the Daily Star. Angry wife Chanita Kudrum shot her husband's manhood with a fishing harpoon after he decided to go out for a drink with his friends instead of cooking her dinner. The furious 43-year-old woman waited up for uh, Bunchui Mustan uh, to teach him a painful lesson by shooting his crotch like a fish. 
I could see anger management being a, an issue in one marriage, and maybe if there had been a harpoon around right, the house. Right, but I, you, but you know, I think is the moment you inter it, you you interject a fishing harpoon <laughs> yes. into a domestic argument. There's always yeah. going to be bad things to follow. Uh, the incident happened after Chinita returned home from work in the fields as a sugarcane collector. After a long day at work, she was expecting to see food on the table, but instead realized that her partner had gone out with his pals to drink whiskey, forgetting to make his wife a meal. It was then she decided to stay up for her husband to return home and teach him a lesson. <laughs> yeah. A 45-year-old man was reportedly so drunk, he did not seek medical attention until the next day. You just leave it in there, or do you yank it out and go to bed? I think he left it in there. His penis eventually needed 17 stitches. Oh, gee. Damn. Wow. Well, good for him to being have, yeah. have a penis that could handle 17 inches. Uh, uh, stitches. There was a reference to John Wayne Bobbitt recently on The Family Guy. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like John Bobbitt's second wife. And he's like, whatever you need, honey, I'll do whatever you want. And he's, he's agreeing to whatever she said. And then he runs back outside and he's kind of like, ah, ah, is there anything else? And then she goes, oh, yeah, I'd love to watch this series on Hulu. And he's like, takes the knife out of the drawer and he puts it down on the table and he goes, just just do it all. <laughs> just take care yeah. of it. There you go. It's 829, Rock 102. If you're not getting quality sleep, you are not doing your body. 832. With back Steve and Dave and Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Uh, with news today, here's Dave Coombs. Latest on Ukraine, Russia announcing a ceasefire earlier this morning, but still shelling cities in Ukraine. And at the same time, opening, quote, humanitarian corridors in several areas, which would allow thousands of Ukrainian civilians to flee to safety. And while all this is going on, Russian President Vladimir Putin also issued a warning to the U.S. and the rest of the world that he thinks these sanctions that we've imposed are the equivalent of a declaration of war. Yeah, we got a lot of nerve. Right? You're right about that. And not only what that... Were, what were we thinking? Right. Trying to do the right thing to help people. Well, like sending more planes over there, which is what Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is asking. But we have to be careful of that because setting up no-fly zones or the appearance of it would also be considered a declaration of war and might trigger World War Three. Well, hey, why not? Right? We've been through so much already. <laughs> You might as well just put the icing on the cake, right? Nah, let's let's listen. Uh, the first two world wars weren't all that much fun. Uh, let's try, if we can, not to get into a third one. I don't feel good. I don't feel good about uh, a world war of any kind, mm-hmm. especially these days. The weaponry is a lot more dangerous than it used to be in World War. Which is mustard gas and Gatling guns. Yeah. Now we got a lot. More dangerous stuff to worry about. I like uh, I like French's mustard gas. That's uh, really tasty on a hot dog. Haven't You're tried right, it. Steve. Yeah. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right about that. But the French are the first ones to surrender in uh, in <laughs> in tough true. times. So yeah. what did that tell you? Hey, as long as we're talking about food in connection with this, a French Canadian restaurant chain that serves poutine had to make a big announcement that they're not. In league with Russia, but they have an allegiance to Ukraine because it got tons of calls of insults and threats from people who apparently confused Putin with Putin. Naturally, a lot of people joking about it on Twitter 
one guy said, hey, people, please stop confusing Putin and poutine. One is a dangerous and unwholesome mix of greasy, lumpy, and congealed ingredients. The other is a delicious food. Ah, you see what they did there? Now, uh, th- you know, poutine is a Canadian dish. It's like the national dish of Canada. I've never tried it before. Oh, my God. Hold on a second. I just got to breathe and try to catch catch my breath here. It's so stinking delicious. Mm-hmm. You got your you got your big giant platter of fries, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, you smother it with delicious gravy, which, by the way, is my favorite beverage. Then on top of the uh, the gravy and the fries, you uh, you put like uh, cheese curds uh, on top, and you allow them to melt over the top of the fries. Mm. It is an explosive taste sensation <laughs> of all the things that the Canadians have screwed up over the years, whether it be. Lover boy, or uh, I don't name anything Canadian. Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto, yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is the best thing that's ever come out of Canada. Wow. So, and and all by the way, all those foods you mentioned are all either white or brown. I used to try and convince my son add in a little vegetable once in a while. He would eat nothing but white and brown food. Not the best, Bex. Listen, the four major food groups are hard, soft cold and hot Mm -hmm. those are your four major food groups poutine's got it all if i'm not mistaken potatoes grow in the dirt ipso fatso it is a vegetable i mean technically a tuber but it's a vegetable it's a starch yes but it's a vegetable comes from the ground just like everybody else have you had poutine before steve or not uh i i don't know i mean we used to order uh, fries with gravy and cheese on it sort of the same poutine it's the same thing that's what it's called that's it and it's, like, and it's delicious, isn't it? I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, uh, was it, Nathan Bills has uh, the, I-, I think it's Irish fries. With they like do. Corned beef and mm. Swiss cheese all mm-hmm. over the top of it. Sort That's of the same delicious. thing. Yeah, yeah I love Just that. a variation. But poutine and poutine, not the same thing. Now, I don't know how anybody would really just not make that distinction. I mean, it, it's not even spelled the same. Not what? even spelled close to the same. I would be offended uh, for the poo lovers out there that mm-hmm. uh, somebody's serving something that's not actual poo, and you're putting it into, you're putting a little protein in it. It's like poutine, like protein, yeah, but not as yeah. good for you, right? Right. No, I'm just saying. Just keep thinking, guys. Sooner or later, you're going to get healthy. The memorials and nothing. Tri- listen, yeah, it's got everything. Everything there is purely organic. Okay. The cheese, the okay. gravy, okay. the fries, yep. the deep fat. Grease that was all fried in. Nice. What we got, Dave? The memorials and tributes pouring in for a Massachusetts state police trooper who was killed in a crash last week. Her name is Tamar Bucci, and she was just trying to respond to a disabled motorist before midnight on Thursday when a tanker hit her marked cruiser. She passed away, Mm. and... She's getting all sorts of support from here in Massachusetts to far beyond. A 13-year-old boy in Florida actually did something nice. Zachariah Cartledge ran a mile while carrying a blue line flag over the weekend in honor of Ms. Bucci and even sent a note saying, we hope you all heal. She must have been an incredible person. And the State Police Association of Massachusetts tweeted back, thank you, Zachariah. We are beyond words. Your kindness and compassion are unmatched. Yeah, we uh, we mentioned this. We talked about the story on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a horrible, horrible thing. I mean, you're you're out there. You're you're. 
putting your life on the line yep. for for other things. I mean, you're already uh, out there. You know, you never know who's going to pull a gun on you during a traffic stop. But, but here's a situation where you're legitimately helping somebody, and you get you, you get killed by by a motorist. And oh. in this in this case, it was a tanker truck driver who then. He's cooperating with everything. Sure. But, you know, he, but then still. you find out all the different things that he was, you know, he had hit a car before and, you know, multiple incidents with this with this guy. It's just an unfortunate, unfortunate accident. Well, and, uh, the 13 year old who sent the note along also emphasized the importance of, quote, keeping your eyes on the road. And, you know, the move over law is there for a reason, people. Watch out. That's right. Yeah, but not a lot of not enough people pay attention to it. And you have problems like this. Good news for Springfield when it comes to violence. The most recent data from the FBI showing violent crime went up nationwide. But according to the police department, crime in Springfield decreased by 46% in the decade between 2010 and 2020. See, uh, Bax, you mentioned Ed Flynn before, the guy who was the police commissioner years ago. Uh, And he was like, what was he? He was reclassifying crimes. So they wouldn't look as bad? Yeah. Are they still doing that? No. They went back to doing it the correct way. Yeah. The old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Like, if you stole a car, your charge, you will have earned your charge. Well, violent crime has gone down by 29% during that time frame. Violent crime. And Springfield also saw a 2% decrease in the most serious crimes like homicides and larceny. So good news, I guess, for Springfield. I don't know if I'd still be, uh, you know, walking from City Hall all the way down through the South End at one o'clock in the morning, and Why not? not expect anything to happen to you. What are you worried about? You got a beautiful casino there. You got Red Rose. There's all kinds Talking of things. Talking further do. down the line. Oh, what? Wait, where? Where are you going? Where are you going? You going up like a Belmont? That's a happy-go-lucky trail right there. Oh yeah, sure. Like it, uh, what's that? I don't know what street it is. When you finally get up, uh, it's away from the center of downtown. That's where Frank's Package Store is. Remember I went into Frank's yes. Package Store one time to get us vodka for the Mayflower Marathon? No, I don't remember that at all, well, Steve. Yes, <laughs> wink, we wink. did, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, this was years ago, and uh, I kept the, the the lady that was telling me where this package store was, she's, she kept saying Frank's Package Store, and I'm like, where have I heard that before? And I'm like, oh, that's right, because every time I've heard it, it's either been preceded by and later shot outside of Frank's Package Store. Yeah. And Frank's Package Store has, it's like a bank. <laughs> You can't, you can't, the only thing you can grab off the shelf is water and everything else is behind this cage and you got it. It's like an old bookshelf thing. He's got a ladder and the guy goes up and grabs the stuff for you. Now the comical part about that is you could have gone to Dylan's package store right in downtown without a problem. That's right. Instead, she made you go all the way up to Frank's. All the way, all the way down there. I think Frank's is on Dickinson, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it is. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I was, um. You know, you can always tell you're in a good neighborhood when the Axe body spray is under lock and key at your local (laughs) CVS. Hey, here's a little factoid for you. You mentioned the the high shelves and the ladder that some businesses have to reach the stuff on the high shelves. Did you know that the expression in baseball, can of corn for a pop fly, came from situations like that years ago? The cans of corn were always at the top? And because they didn't have ladders back then or anything else, they would take like a broom handle and poke at the can of corn, which Ah. would then... 
tumble off the top shelf into the apron of the person working at the I convenience never, store. I never knew what the can of corn was Thus about. Thus a can of corn for there you baseball you fans. Look at you, full of fun facts this morning. Look at Cliff Clavin over here. <laughs> I got the white socks on, too. <laughs> hey, the largest party weekend at UMass Amherst occurred over the weekend. The Barney blowout back after it had been canceled last year due to COVID-19 concerns. This is where big house parties occur on and off campus. And if a noise complaint is made, students get a call and are given 20 minutes to quiet the hell down. Uh, you know who's back is Tommy from Dorchester. That's right, you bitches. I'm on year number seven here at UMass. My parents have spent well over $230,000, but I'm doing a beer funnel right now. Yeah. I'm from Lawrence. Anyone ever tells me to shut up, I pound them right in the suck. Get out of here, you Lawrence whore. Who's a whore? Your mother's a whore. Your mother's a whore. You've got 20 minutes to calm down, guys. 20 minutes, just so you know. 20 minutes? For what? Or, or else the party's over, according to this story. Oh, 20 uh, minutes to shut up? The party is never over with the Bloody Bash. It starts in February, and it lasts all the way till next June. Oh, very good. All right. yeah, it's so hey, good. Captain Kirk was in town recently. Actor William Shatner stopped by Rain's Deli in Vernon Friday. The 90-year-old was in the area and wanted a Reuben sandwich, so that's where he went on the advice of a friend. They got some uh, pretty good corned beef down there. I like a good corned beef. Yeah. We like a good corned beef like right now. They, I would like someone to deliver an entire corned beef. They uh, On their website, I noticed that they, uh, they uh, pride themselves in serving um, Hebrew national uh, corned beef, which is... Uh, Wow. And realize the Hebrew National made their corned beef. Well, I guess they do. Huh. So that, that's top shelf stuff, I guess. Well, right? I mean, the they, more make, you know. they make hot dogs and everything else. Uh, why wouldn't they make a pressed meat? To be honest, I only yeah. I thought they only made uh, the hot dogs. Uh, no, they make. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, humor me while I take some time to look up the Hebrew National brand. We should have the Jeopardy theme song playing while you look up that stuff. And while you do that, I'll just give you a quick story here of a guy on Reddit who's gone viral explaining why he's convinced his dog can see ghosts. We'll get to the rest of that story in a few minutes, and we can share our ghost stories if you guys have any. What's the phone number? Uh, uh, 293-1021. All right. So we'll give you the full story about the guy on Reddit convinced his dog sees ghosts, and we'll get your ghost stories next, and we'll share ours as well on Rock 102. I'm here with Scott from Aquapump, and Scott, I consider myself some... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852 on Rock 102. Uh, What do we got? We, uh, we, we, the weather, right? Yeah. Hey, it's it's uh, baby skeet in downtown Springfield right now. <laughs> I just want to get to this ghost thing here. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, we had the guy on Reddit saying that he's convinced his dog can see ghosts and the ghostly voice that occurred in the middle of the night for the guy. So we're asking folks to chime in at 293-1021 with their ghost stories. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Ed. What's up, Ed? Hey, I got a ghost story for you. Nice. All right. Let her rip. What's up, beauty? Hey, uh, my wife and I went to uh, Mount Washington in New Hampshire, and uh, we're taking a cogwheel train. Someone in the, the whole big train is full of people, 40 people. Guy in the front of the train says, hey, look. Everybody turns their head. And this freaking car goes by. Uh, it was like a horse's carriage. A guy with a goggles on and a, and a woman with a big red scarf goes flying by the, the train like 80 miles an hour through the lake of fog. And uh, no one said a word. We get up to the, to the uh, information booth at the top, and I ask the guy, I says, what's with that car? He goes, there's no car. He goes, that's like a lunar landscape. There's no road. You know, a tank couldn't even get up. 
once. My wife and I are walking down the hallway, and there's a picture on the wall. The same carriage is like horse's carriage with a guy and a, and a lady with a scarf. It was a Stanley steamer car. It was Stanley and his wife it took the first ascent up Mount Washington and could reach 80 miles an hour. And it was kind of a foggy day, and they buzzed the train. And, and I always wanted to get on, like, uh, Unsolved Mysteries and see if we could get uh, anybody together who actually saw that. You sure this wasn't the Stanley steamer carpet cleaners? What's that? This is one of the Stanley Steamer carpet cleaners, like someone had like a big stain on the carpet, and they called them and removed the stain, well, tried to upsell red? you. Like a promotion they were running. <laughs> it could have been, you know. <laughs> were you drinking? Were you drinking or not? Were you drinking? Oh, no. Everybody on the car saw it, too. There must have been like 40 people packed in. It was like a tennis match. Everybody turns their head when the guy says, hey, look. And, and then no one said anything. I was looking to see if anybody on the way back down uh, knew about it. You know, he was going to say something, but no one said a word. Sweet. And the guys at the information booth thought I was nuts. They're, they're going, there's no car in there. The guy touches his head like I was crazy. You know, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I heard the ghost of Zero res in the archives the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Number to reach us, 293-1021. I had a buddy of mine, the same guy I've talked about a lot, Rich, lives in Brookline with his family. Years ago, he was single, living in Philadelphia. He says in the early morning hours, he felt a tug on his leg. Now, there was nobody. Nobody had slept over. Nobody had spent the night. There was nobody else in the apartment. Feels the tug on his leg. Looks around. Nobody's there. The kicker is that he was supposed to go to a meeting that morning and had forgot to set the alarm or the alarm didn't go off. And if had, that tug had not occurred on his leg, he would have missed an important business meeting. And he thinks Damn. to this day it was maybe the spirit of his deceased father or mother. Sure, it wasn't the AA meeting that he was going to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. I, that would work, except Rich is not a drinker. Never has been, never was. I, my first radio station uh, was owned many years ago by a guy uh, before I worked there who allegedly blew his brains out in his office. Mm -hmm. uh, he was the uh, wow. station manager. Wow. Um, apparently, he just couldn't handle two for Tuesday of Steve Miller. Any one oh, more who day. can? And who he just blew it. It just, you know, right? stuck down the barrel of a gun and pow. Mm -hmm. and, that's, uh, and that's it. But the story goes that if you watch the uh, security cameras, you can see ghosts pass by. And I thought, that's just... Those are just, you know, eye squigglers or something. I ran into the uh, the ghost of morning shows past in the hallway out there before. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, just a tombstone with our names on it with a blink date. <laughs> you never know when that's going to hit you. Well, you don't want to know when the end is coming, Steve. That's the thing. You don't want to know. No, do you, you just want to hit it, slap you right in the back of the head, and your stuff thrown out in the front lawn. It's exactly a surprise right. for everybody. It's uh, 8.57 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102.